Jerry Sandusky, Michael Jackson, Mary Kay Latorno. All of these individuals were accused and or convicted of committing unspeakable crimes against children. While certainly upsetting, these high-profile cases are a good opportunity to spark a conversation with your kids about staying safe, as parents are the first and most powerful line of defense against predators. When parents educate their children and make home a safe place for kids to ask questions and talk about their experiences, children are less likely to become victims. Having a discussion with your child about online and offline safety isn't always easy or comfortable, but it is important. On today's podcast, Keeping Kids Safe Online and Offline by Sarah Bean. You're listening to the Empowering Parents Podcast. Empowering Parents is a community dedicated to child behavior help and problem-solving techniques for parents. Hi everyone, this is your host Anna from EmpoweringParents.com. Talking about predators can be scary, especially for younger kids. So before you talk to your child, think about what you want to say and how you want to say it. What do you want your child to learn here? How will you help them learn that? How might your child react? Let your child know that while most people wouldn't hurt them, there are some people who do the wrong thing. Tell them that you'll always do your best to protect them. Remind them that one of the reasons you have rules and limits is to help keep them safe. Reassurance is key. Encourage your child not to keep secrets, especially if the secret makes them feel weird, uncomfortable, nervous, or unsafe. Your child needs to know that they can tell you about these things and that you can handle it calmly. Stress that you'll love them no matter what. The bottom line is that children need facts and skills to protect themselves, but they also need to know that you'll calmly listen and understand what's going on before reacting. Be mindful when sharing specific, real-world examples. Author Sarah Bean remembers being about five years old and her mother telling her that there was a kidnapper going around in a gray van taking children. It was absolutely terrifying for Sarah, and she didn't remember much discussion about what she should do if she was approached by a stranger, but she does remember being frightened for years later. The point Giving specific examples and no personal safety skills or reassurance can be very scary. Instead, if your child brings up a question or if you see something on TV or in a movie, use these examples to talk about how your child can protect himself, how he should react if that happened in real life, and so on. Teaching your child specific age-appropriate skills can really help them stay safe. As children age, the knowledge and skills they need changes based on the risks they're likely to encounter. Teaching safety is an ongoing process that can start as early as the preschool years. For example, young children need to know not to talk to strangers, and they need to really understand what a stranger is. They should be taught not to get in a car with strangers and the tricks strangers might use to lure them, like candy, puppies, or saying something like, your mom asked me to come get you. You can also show them what to do if a stranger approaches them in this manner, like yelling no and trying to run. Meanwhile, older children need to understand that online, not everyone is who they say they are. Talk with them about how to spot a possible predator. For instance, if someone online is asking for their picture, explain what they should do if someone is making them uncomfortable. For example, they should always tell you, even if they know how to block that person. Teens need to understand how using alcohol and drugs leave them vulnerable to sexual assault. Talk about how they might prevent someone from putting drugs in their beverages, like always keeping an eye on their drink in order to avoid somebody later trying to take advantage of them. Some younger children may be so innocent and naive that they have a hard time believing someone could want to hurt them. 
Teens, on the other hand, can often feel invincible. While teens know that kids can and do get hurt, they think, that will never happen to me. You can't change your child's thinking, but you can use your actions to let them know that this is a serious issue. When talking about serious subjects like safety, remove all distractions. The tone of the conversation should reflect the magnitude of its importance. Make sure to have the conversation at a time and place that will allow you to talk face-to-face, rather than being in the car or texting back and forth. Turn off all electronics during the discussion. Make sure you have clear rules and consequences. Let's say the kids aren't following your rules about using the internet, then perhaps they lose their computer privileges until they can show you they can make safe choices in other areas for a couple of days. Or imagine your child takes off after school and doesn't tell you where she's going. Maybe she loses her phone until she follows the rules for two days. If you're uncomfortable about taking the phone away for safety reasons, you can contact your service provider to find out if parental controls are available. Remember, actions speak louder than words here, and if your words and actions do not match, your child is likely to brush you off. Since kids of all ages go online, whether on the computer, through their gaming system, or even your smartphone, education about online safety is as important as safety in the community. Even very young kids need safety rules, such as what sites and apps are okay for them to use. Establish very clear expectations about the use of technology, backed by consistent consequences. Here are some rules you can consider implementing with your kids. Don't talk online to someone they don't know. Discuss with your kids what it means to know someone. Give clear examples about who they can and can't interact with online. Ignore friend requests from people they don't know well. Be specific. Is someone who follows a friend of a friend considered by you to be a person that they know well? And don't share personal details, like where they live, where they go to school, or where they play sports. Remember, online accounts are vulnerable to hacking, and a complete stranger can literally hijack an account and chat, pretending to be your child's friend. Even small bits of information shared in a public profile or postings can be put together to locate your child. Pictures and information you share can also be used to gain access to your child. Other proactive steps you can take include educating yourself about the types of social media and other technology your kids are using. Learn how to use Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, etc. Understand how privacy settings work and check to make sure your child is using the strictest settings. Join the social networks your child is using and follow or friend them so that way you can monitor their activity. And limit internet access during late night hours or make it unavailable altogether. This might decrease the possibility of encountering someone who's up to no good. It's a sad reality that most predators know their victim prior to committing an act of abuse. They groom the victim and the victim's family over time. As Malcolm Gladwell reported in The New Yorker, grooming is a process by which a predator tests out likely victims, makes them feel special, and then gains trust from the family and the child. It might start out with the predator initiating a hug, for example. He then waits to see what the reaction is and slowly escalates his behavior over time to increase the intimacy of physical contact. Talk with your kids about healthy boundaries. Who's allowed to touch them, when, where, and for what reasons? Who is it appropriate to wrestle with, to horseplay with, shower with, share a bed with? Kids need to know that if a touch is unwanted or if it doesn't feel right, it's okay for them to tell that person to stop. Stress that if it feels wrong, it probably is wrong. 
Here are some signs that someone might be trying to initiate an inappropriate relationship with your child. They might be giving expensive gifts or special privileges, or inviting the child to events while excluding others. They might be offering to transport the child alone, inviting the child to their home, threats and explicit bribes, inviting the child to sleep in bed with them, or inviting the child on one-on-one -on -one day or overnight trips. If something or someone sends up a red flag for you, think about who that person is and what their responsibility is to your child. A coach or a teacher has no responsibility to give your child a ride, and it crosses professional boundaries for them to single out a child for a gift. Whenever possible, it's also a good idea to spend time with your child and their caretakers together, including babysitters, scout leaders, and so on. Pay attention to how the caretaker acts toward your child and evaluate your child's response to see if he or she seems comfortable around that individual. Talking about the fact that there are predators out there can be very scary, but the cost of silence is way too high. So talk with your child in a calm, age-appropriate way about healthy boundaries and how they can stay safe. A strong relationship paired with coaching and training from you will help ensure that your child knows what to do and feels secure coming to you with their questions and their concerns. You just heard the article, Keeping Kids Safe Online and Offline by Sarah Bean. Please note that the information contained in this article is an overview and does not account for every type of predator, every prevention method, or every possible warning sign of abuse. If you suspect that your child might be a victim or that someone is attempting to victimize them, contact your local law enforcement or child protection agency immediately. Child Help, a national child abuse reporting and prevention program, is another option. You can reach Child Help 24 hours a day at 1-800-422-4453. Thanks for listening to the Empowering Parents podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Anna, and we'll see you again next week.